I'm sorry. I'm I'm still doing some homework because I just heard a news story that I found absolutely outrageous. Uh, it's uh, Think Tank Thursday. Uh, Dave Roland, MoFreedom.org. Uh, we're going to have uh, Ron Calzone. Uh, the Show Me Institute is going to be with us. Uh, we've got uh, Jim Babka coming on board, the omnibus spending bill. Uh, and, of course, we kick it off with Kevin Jackson, the Kevin Jackson Network. And, uh, Kevin, what I'm so stunned about, I just heard this news story now. Uh, health officials revise tool to track severe obesity in kids. The U.S. government is tracking obesity in children. Can you point to the part of the Constitution, Kevin, that gives them that authority? <laughs> Where the hell is that hiding? Yeah, it's funny. So two things have happened that I find interesting, and it's funny you bring that one up because they were just talking about it uh, when, on the lead-in coming into the show. Is one, they're tracking obesity, and they're relaxing it because they can't have as many fat kids on Biden's watch <laughs> as they did before. And it also reminds me that, Barack, that uh, Obama's wife, Michelle, is the one who essentially fat-shamed most of these kids to begin with. So those are the two things there. And then the second thing that I heard is they're extending Obamacare a month. Now, what that tells me is they aren't getting as many people that want that piece of crap, so they have to give you another month. But this is what leftists do. They move the goalposts. Keep in mind, no longer is two quarters in a row of negative GDP growth considered inflation. <laughs> Even though we are going through a recession, rather, we're going through massive inflation, and I think we're in the midst of a recession. That doesn't count anymore because it's Joe Biden. That's the leftist game they play, and it's fun to watch. <laughs> it really is. Well, you know, the, speaking of uh, changing things around, did you see what the Cambridge Dictionary has done? No. Uh -uh. They have redefined the words man and woman. Ooh. I didn't know you could redefine those, but apparently you can. Okay. A man has two definitions, an adult male human being, an adult who lives and identifies as male, oh. though they may have been said to be a different sex at birth. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. God. I mean, using that as our premise, why do we even have a dictionary? Yeah, because I mean, if you could redefine, redefine anything, I could, I can call your car your dog, right? And you should accept that. I mean, this, look, this is so interesting to me that we live in a time that we are debating this kind of nonsense when we have legitimate things to be talking about. People's lives are in danger right now because of Joe Biden's inflation, inflation policy where people are making decisions between medications and, and uh, they have to determine can they fuel their homes and things like this, fuel their cars, etc. And they're making life and death decisions. Suicides are up. Fentanyl crossing the border in record numbers. People being human trafficked. I mean... The litany of things that are far more important. And what are we debating? We're debating man and woman. I don't know if you saw this story where this Norwegian woman is uh, a lesbian, by the way, who fights for women's rights. I'm talking about biological women's rights, and particularly lesbians. And she says she made a comment on Facebook that, that men are men and women are women. And even transgender, you're not a woman. You just got her, you're a freak show. And, and she's, served, she's got the potential to serve three years in prison for that Facebook post. That is the truth. Yep. 
Uh, we talked about that the uh, day before yesterday. Uh, in the meantime, uh, you're complaining, it, it, and clearly it's it's out of ignorance, uh, Kevin. And I, <laughs> I, I hate to correct Thank you. you I hate to correct you on the radio, but that's what we were friends. Oh, man, and, that's why I come every Thursday. It's for you to remind you, you know, how smart <laughs> 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 how white you are. <laughs> President Biden has been bragging that food inflation is slowing, and you're complaining about inflation and the price of food. Uh, CPI data do show that groceries for Christmas dinner cost 12% more this year. But President Biden says it's it's getting better. It's getting better. It's, you know, when you say it like that, it reminds me of the dude from My Cousin Vinny, the lawyer who goes on, ladies and gentlemen, jury. And then when he goes back to sit down, his, his, uh, his kid goes, I thought we practiced it. He goes, I'm getting better. <laughs> Yeah, you're getting better. Hey, Gary, yeah. don't forget. Don't forget. 20, listen, listen. In yeah. 2021, Joe Biden saved us 16 cents on Thanksgiving. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but he is, he is more self-aware than we thought. He admitted yesterday that he knows how damned old he is. Only he didn't use damned. He used a word that rhymes with truck. Um <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah, you know, he's a cantankerous old fart who, quite frankly, in a, in a real world where we had true justice, would probably have, would number, number one, never been in, in, in elected into office because he's demented. But he'd probably be, we'd be looking at leniency for his prison sentence because we know he's the big guy. We know that, that his, son, his son ran a criminal enterprise. In as much as we know that Sam Bankman Friedman is a criminal who was allowed to operate because of the Democrats. And I don't, I don't know if you saw, but he's running his entire organization on Quicken. Ann Wagner was so surprised by that, your congressman. <laughs> that he run, ran a multi-billion dollar organization on Quicken versus Oracle or SAP or an actual real financial package that could handle those sort of tricky transactions. And what are we learning? We're learning that he hooked his girlfriend up with Alameda. He, he paid his parents, who, by the way, both are Stanford law professors. Yeah. They couldn't keep their son from running a business that had no governance, no, none of the things that you learn in Business 101 that this MIT graduate in Wonderkin that everybody touted as the smartest guy in the world. By the way, he's a renaissance man that will probably start doing paintings with Hunter soon. So this kid has already done the perp walk, and what has happened to Hunter Biden? Absolutely nothing. What's happened to the big guy? Absolutely nothing. So it's going to be fun to watch as Elon drops more stuff about these guys, and we learn more about the so-called conspiracy theories that turned out to be real over the past few years. Listen, I'd love to continue this conversation, but there are callers who want to chat with me. Yeah, these are Kev calls. Sorry. What? They're at Kev calls. I'm hey, sorry. Brian, there's, welcome back. I'm sorry. There's nobody on the phone lines. We'll just. <laughs> we welcome Brian back yet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring Mike online uh, and we'll start there. All right, Mike, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. You're on with uh, Kevin Jackson, but I'm sure it's me you want to chat with. If I can get you to stop bullying for a minute, I'd like to talk to the man. <laughs> Mike, hey, what do you man. know? <laughs> hey, look, 
I've been seeing on the TV, you know, they're talking about Biden's going to run or he's not going to run. You see groups of people telling them, don't run. And I just want to see, get your far out ahead look. And you think they're going to roll that old codger out there again? And, and I'll get off the air and listen to you talk and have a great day, my brother. You too. Uh, real quick answer. Joe Biden will not be the Democrats nominee for 2024. Simple as that. Everything that you, you're seeing leading up to this now, the breaking of the Hunter Biden stuff, the media now starting to cover it. He's not going to be their nominee. So he's done. Hmm. Steak dinner. Steak. <laughs> Just thinking. Well, let me move on and get another phone call in here. Uh, somebody else wants to. Ch I'm sure he wants to chat with me. Uh, so Jim is uh, <clears throat> Jim is uh, almost on the. There we go. Uh, Jim, welcome. Hello. Glad. Huh? Hello. Hi. Uh, Sam Bankman Freed. I was curious. I keep hearing you hear that he has uh, like donate. He was the second largest donor to the Democrat Party in the midterms. Mm -hmm. yeah. Has there ever been a list that's come out saying who he uh, gave money to? Yeah, I think and, there is. I think there is and, a list. And almost, the, and then when are they going to give the money back so yeah. the people that got swindled get their get some of their money back? Because if you know if if the, if this whole situation was turned around, every Democrat and National News Eight. Uh, Bureau would be saying, "Hey, give that money back." Oh, Trump would be. You'd be. They. He. They tie him directly to Sam Bankman-Fried. They tie the Republican Party to him, saying, "Look how corrupt they are." It's funny when you hear them talk about it. They go, "Well, he did give money to Republicans too." Yeah, point one percent. It was enough to, to play cover your butt. But the majority of that money went to Democrats. The Republicans would be very smart if they did this. If Jim Jordan yeah. or somebody came on and said, "Listen, if you're a Republican," and you took money from Sam Bankman-Friedman, we demand that you re re give that money back. And we don't want to give it back to him. We want to give it back to the people who've been hurt. However, that's been set up in terms of legally, let's give the money directly back to the people that he's hurt. And we encourage all these Democrats, and I would have the numbers, I'd say, so give back that $190,000. And Democrats, you give back your $73 million that you've gotten from them. You know, exactly. They would be smart to do something like that. But uh, yep. now they, uh, Biden's people got pressed in a press conference. Uh, John Pierre, they asked, Are you, is he going to give it <laughs> yeah. back? And she deferred. Yeah, oh, she can't talk about that, not while at the White House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got the, you know, the, uh, what yeah. was it, the uh, Hatch Act that yes. you know, doesn't allow her to, to, you know, to give an opinion about it. Oh, insane. All right, Jim, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Up against the clock, quick break. You're listening to the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. It's uh, it's nine twenty one. Glad to have you with us on a Think Tank Thursday. The omnibus spending bill uh, that's coming up. Jim Babka has some observations about that, uh, and a couple of other things. We'll check in with him, uh, Grace Arkey on YouTube, or just look up Jim Babka on YouTube right now. Kevin Jackson, nationally syndicated radio talk show host, a buddy of mine, and uh, he's he he left last week. With a, um, a, a kind of a, hey, wait, I got a secret to share with you. I'll share it next week. Uh, he al already shared it with me earlier this week. Uh, but now, well, we'll yeah, let him share so, so we, you know, we had had some issues with various social media sites and who's going to do what. And, of course, Elon Musk bought, bought uh, Twitter. 
So we're getting that revelation. And Trump had previously launched Truth Social. And I've, I've done a couple things in, in that arena. But we finally have latched on to one that we know is going to work. And it's called Wimkin, W-I-M-K-I-N.com. And uh, for those people that want to check it out, I, I just tell you, check out the site. Get on there, stream your videos. You'll see it's everything, and all. It's YouTube meets Facebook, uh, very similar to another thing that we were doing before. But I, I promise you, this one is legit. Just go on, check it out, get, play on it for a little bit of time. Get in contact with me on there. You can find me pretty easily. Is it and, Wim uh, Kim or Wim Kin? Wim Kin, like uh, Wim, W I M, and then Ken Folk. So Wim W I M and Ken dot com. So, and for broadcasters like us, the broadcasting capability is phenomenal because you can just jump right on through your phone. You can immediately reach your audience. Uh, there's about 8 million people on Wimkin right now. We probably have about anywhere from 300 to 500,000 on a given day. If it's a big news day, about 700,000 are on there at any given time. So it's, it, it is the up-and-comer, and, -comer, and uh, it's the one I'm throwing my full weight behind. The Hodge twins have endorsed it, Judge Janine and many others, and uh, I'm going to get Gary over there, and we're going to get him moving too. So we just need somewhere to go that's really stable. I don't. Th and by the way, you can download the apps. The apps are available in the App Store. Same thing. You can, you, all your messaging, everything, just like Facebook, comes right to your phone. Uh, the whole deal. So just check it out. Well, um, someplace to go. People have been telling me where to go for decades, and, and it wasn't Wimkin. <laughs> but it was certainly warm down there. Uh, all right, listen. Uh, just sit idly by on the side. I, I'll take care of this call. Got more colleges for you? Okay. Well, gotcha. it's... Look, I... No, man, you're a busy dude. You're yeah, in the, you, I got a lot of listeners, and, 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 and they want to chat with me. So right. I'm going uh, to bring Brent on. He's uh, first, so be last. Brent, welcome. What can I do for you? Well, good morning. Just a couple of quick things. I love listening to this program, and I've got a real suggestion because uh, a couple of real suggestions because you guys are so understanding of the political uh, spectrum out there. Number one, I think uh, Kevin should uh, run for president, and Gary, you could be his uh, VP. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you meant that the other way around, right? He would be my Kamala Harris. <laughs> oh, that would be good. That would be Brent, good. Brent, I wish you early transmission failure at rush hour. <laughs> Did you have any cogent comments there, Brent? Have any what? Well, yeah, you could bring me. You could, you could bring me on as. Um, Secretary of State. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, you're not going to be communications director, I guarantee you that. Well, they won't let me do that because they don't like my jokes. Yeah, me either. I don't think he's joking. I think he's being serious. <laughs> oh, I was. Thanks, Dave. Thanks. I should be president, doggone it. I don't know if I'd make Gary my VP unless he brought Brian along because Gary needs a little help. He needs a little support. <laughs> oh, now you're making me feel like Biden. <laughs> Gary's old. He needs a little support. You know, I thought the secret that Kevin was going to reveal today was his move to California. Oh, for the no, big dude. check? 
Yeah, the, we're, they're we're offering still enough in Arizona, much less California. But I got to tell you, but the, they're offering two hundred eighty thousand dollars in reparations. How can you I know, let man, that go? They're giving, they're giving money away. Yeah, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. I, I think. I think he's he's got some mixed blood. He might only get one hundred and forty thousand. <laughs> yeah, I won't get the whole thing. I'm eleven. I'm twenty one percent white people. <laughs> so yeah, I won't get the whole thing. But uh, yeah, man, I, I got to tell you, it's been tempting not to go there, establish residence, and get my little, you know, forty acres and a mule. But uh, this colored boy is going to stay in Arizona for the time being. <laughs> You're missing out on a golden opportunity to get money from taxpayers in California. I know, man. Here's the thing. I, so I, I'm curious. To, when the first payments start going out, you want to talk about a crap storm. I can't. I, can, I honestly hope they do it. I hope they do because I cannot wait to see what happens. In fact, Chris Rock did a thing on it where he showed black people getting reparations and we, you know, Cadillac sold all its SUVs and we all gave ourselves record deals. It was a, it was a total <laughs> spoof on black folks that he got away with. He probably couldn't get away with it today. But it'll be very similar to what he said. And, and I, quite frankly, if it shuts those, you know, silly Negroes up in California for a while, because once you get that money, you've been paid off. And, and I want to see what happens. I'm, I, there's a part of me that would like to see it happen, just for, just to see the, the the fallout for the left as more and more people keep going. Well, where's mine? And where's mine? And where's mine? They're, they're going to find out it's a Pandora's box. Well, you know, um, I'm part Native American, Indian. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm wondering if they're giving money out to my folks. You've already got your casinos and and your stuff. So if you didn't get in line, Gary, too too bad for you. <laughs> oh sure, just don't, don't try to get it now. All for me and nothing for thee. I get it. I see what's going on here. All right. Uh, Kevin Jackson's uh, pushing Wimkin.com. W-I-M-K-I-N, Wimkin.com. Yep. You'll love it over there. Find me. We'll, we'll become friends. I'll respond to your stuff, and you'll find out it's a, the real deal. And get the app. Download the app to your phone because that you'll get all your notifications, everything, and that's where you'll find out there's a lot of cool stuff. So if you have a smartphone, you're using your smartphone that way. The app is the best way to the app is the best way to go. Okay, memberships, donate shop, breaking news, live videos, members groups, pages, videos, marketplace, all of it. All of it. If you're a big group and you want to come over, uh, contact me. We'll bring you in. We'll we'll try to get as much of your data as we can off Facebook. I mean, it's it's got it all. And I'm telling you, it eight million folks, and they were the fastest growing app until Apple and Google took them down. The the app, the Play Store, took them down. Just got it back up in uh, on September. I mean, on uh, Thanksgiving. Got Why it back did they up take on Thanksgiving. They, they they use the the same excuses that they use for everything in social media. You're not moderating. You're not doing this. So we sued them. Uh, and they, we won, so it's back up and it's up to stay. But the site, the site has been operational the entire time. You just had to download the, the app through the uh, through the through the site. <clears throat> but now you can get it back on the Play Store. If you go on the Play Store and type in Wimkin, it'll come up. Download it, you'll see right there. Okay, Wimkin dot com. You got Kevin. It. Always a pleasure. Well, not always. Uh, <laughs> You're right. Sometimes, Gary, you are annoying. <laughs> we forgive you. We in the audience, we forgive you. Yeah, Kevin, does this sound like a phone hanging up on you? Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Take care. All right. Uh, Jim Babka is going to be with us. Uh, there's this budget fight. The, uh, the, the Democrats want to cram through all kinds of spending. 
uh, the the fiscally conservative uh, Republicans just want a continuing resolution till they get in power. They think they'll be able to control some of the spending. What's going to happen is an omnibus spending bill is going to come through, and nobody is going to have an opportunity to read it. It'll come through with you know a couple thousand pages. And they'll have just a few hours to read it. Jim Babka has something to say about that. And that's next on the Gary Nolan Show. The Think Tank Thursday, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's 935. Glad to have you with us. It's Think Tank Thursday. Uh, the Show Me Institute is going to be with us uh, about a half an hour from now at uh, 1005. In the meantime, Jim Babka is with us, Grace Archie on YouTube, or you can just go to YouTube and look up Jim Babka. Uh, that's B-A-B-K-A, by the way, in case you uh, went to government school and can't spell that out. Uh, House passes stopgap spending bill amid negotiations on omnibus package. Uh, the, the government shutdown loomed with Congress heading into the winter holiday break. House lawmakers on Wednesday voted to extend funding one week to award leadership more time to finish hashing out a $1.7 trillion spending package for the next fiscal year. Uh, what they're trying to do is buy time to come up with this omnibus bill uh, that is literally $1.7 trillion. And it will be dropped in their lap, thousands of pages uh, you know, maybe a day or so before they have to vote on it. Uh, the uh, the whole thing is is just a mess. It's been a mess for years. And uh, Jim Babka has, well, he's got something to say about all that. Jim, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Well, I'm glad you're glad. I, I just said that to be polite. I'm really not. Okay. Uh, you missed two weeks. And yes, uh, Brian said uh, he got your mailing address. What was that? It was uh, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, and he lives in a White House. So I will be collecting that in a couple of weeks, I think. I, I think he's taking you here for a little ride. Why, Why do you say that? Well, it seems to me that address is familiar to me and not as Jim Babka's. Huh. No, I think he would he's never. Trying to get, he's trying to get somebody else to pay the bill, just like any typical progressive. He I would promise never I live that. in a white colonial. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> we like to call it the White House. Yeah, uh, I've seen it. It's a nice house. Um, so this is uh, going to be an omnibus bill. I mean, how long do you think they're going to have to read this? A day or two at best? And they're going to vote on at it. At very best. There's, uh, we have repeatedly over the years in this century, I mean, this has happened several dozen times, they have passed these bills uh, bills like this, and they literally have it done, the, like printed the night before. We've had instances um, uh, where a copy was printed for each side because there were so many pages with notes, handwritten notes in margins. Let me, at least, let me be clear what I just said, each side. So the Republican Party got a copy, the Democratic Party got a copy with all of the pages printed with notes in the margins, last-minute notes in the margins. And right, they, went they all share, all the Democrats shared one copy, oh, yeah. all the they, Republicans they, well, shared. While they were using their Evelyn Wood speed reading training, 
<laughs> they all leaned over the speaker and the minority leader's uh, shoulders and right at the same time. It, it's, uh, it's quite remarkable. They hired the guy that used to do the old, what was it, the FedEx commercials? He just read it real fast to him. Yeah. They turned up the speed on it. So yeah. the Republicans allege that they want small government, low taxes, and they want to control the spending. Wait a minute, wait a minute. They want what? They want low taxes. They want yeah, to control no, they, the spending. Yeah, they, 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 that's probably the, the, the promise. They pretty much do the best job of keeping. Keep going. Uh, and and they, they want to reduce the debt. Okay, they don't want to reduce the debt. Well, I mean, don't. I don't care what they say when they're on the campaign trail. We have, to this day, uh, again, whole century here. You know, we're in the 21st century. We have zero evidence of that. There, there isn't even... Like, every, every budget they want to pass is also full of deficit spending. The previous president uh, wanted to pass out lots of money and spent lots of money on a, uh, on a pandemic uh, that, that uh, was very, very politically valuable to a lot of people. I mean, this was, this was the, the uh, gravy train of all time. Uh, this was, a, you know, worldwide, but here in our own country, too. And he wanted to spend more. He didn't think we were spending enough. So there's, there's no evidence that the Republicans want to do anything about the deficit, nothing about the debt. They don't care, okay? What they care about is they've got friends who help them get elected, uh, who help them stay in power, and they also recognize that they don't play the game. They don't get committee seats. They don't get uh, to go on certain trips. They get shut out of certain leadership opportunities, and then funding that will come down from on high for their campaign won't come. And if they really aren't cooperative, not only will they have all those opportunities for close to them, the party itself will send challengers into their district, and they will fund those challengers. They will line up the support behind them. Your congressperson does not go off to Washington, D.C. to represent you on the front end. You have a gerrymander. They, the party, picked the seat. They basically said, this seat's Republican, this seat's Democrat. So whoever gets elected in that primary, that's who you're going to get. You're going to get stuck with them. And don't, don't feel sorry for the voters, because they all love to play along. They are going to say, if we don't vote for the Republican, the Democrat's going to get elected. If we don't vote for the Democrat, the Republican's going to get elected. So they're more than willing to play along with this scheme. So they are not set in the first place to represent you. But once they get there, they serve the leadership of the party and the body in which they sit, particularly in the House. In the House, you cannot survive, let alone thrive, as a representative if you don't recognize that the speaker and the majority, and the majority leader, the people who lead your party, are your, are your real constituents. If you don't play games, and it's so bad, Gary, that staff that works for the majority leader, staff that works for the speaker, staff that works for the minority leader, staff that works for the respective whips, staff, unelected people you've never met or heard about in your life, tell backbencher representatives how they're gonna vote, what they're gonna say and do, and when. They come and tell them. It's staff that comes and tells them. They don't even have direct interaction from the speaker shaking them down. I am so disappointed to learn that. Um, all right, so the solution is has been introduced uh, yep. repeatedly. Yes. To this By problem. Way, you, when you mentioned this to me this morning, oh, sometimes we talk before the show, you had a Rand Paul quote. Do you still have that? 
Uh, Rand Paul said, and I, I probably could dig up the audio, but he said uh, that uh, the system is broken. It's not working. And uh, that uh, they're going to drop this thing just before the vote. Nobody will have time to read it. Essentially, okay. that's what he had to say. Okay, so he's, 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 he's going to, we're addressing two issues here. And Agenda Setters by Downsize DC, you go to downsizedc.org, has bills to deal with this. And they are transpartisan. And what I mean by that is you leave Washington, DC, you'll find support on both sides, both parties, and independents too. The idea here is first, the bill needs to be read. The Read the Bills Act says that the bill has to be posted online for seven days for you as a talk show host, Gary, to inform your audience, for every listener out there, for watchdog groups that people favor to be able to take that bill, pick it apart, and read it. Seven days, not 12 hours, not one copy each side, online for everyone to read. And what kicks off that is a reading provision, a read aloud provision. The bill has to be read soup to nuts. Uh, on the floor, in order, every single word, every jot and tittle, to a sitting body of at least uh, 50% plus one, because that's a quorum according to the Constitution. So that quorum needs to sit and listen to a literal word-for-word in order reading of the bill. And by the way, this one will take a while. It'll take a long while, because it's very, 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 very big. Okay? And that when that reading's done, that kicks off that, that waiting period. And, this, and that's the Read the Bills Act. The other issue here is that they have clustered a bunch of unrelated things into a single bill. And that is, the, uh, it's unconstitutional in 45 states to do that. It was at the founding republic of the Republic when Thomas Jefferson was sitting there as vice president and he helped write what was called the Jefferson Manual. It was a violation of the rules. If you attempt in 20, the 23 or 25 states that have uh, referenda or, or uh, you're able to come and vote for a, a, uh, something as the public, you know, whether there should be something added to your state constitution or whatnot. Uh, those, the, when you file your petitions, you have to give the clear language as to what you're going to do. It also has to be limited to one subject in nearly every single one of those states. Our Congress violates that principle all the time. They take a, something that is sure to pass, and then they attach a whole bunch of things that it would never stand up in the light of day. They would never be approved in a democratic society. It's a blatantly undemocratic act, and the solution to that is the one subject of time act that says the bill has a clear descriptive title limited to one topic, and everything in the bill has to correspond to that topic. And last but not least, this, these are not rules because Congress is the most anarchic institution in the land. They don't follow their own rules. They're, they're, they are lawless lawmakers. They break their rules all the time. They suspend their rules constantly. They actually have some of these some similar rules, not weaker, in, their, in, in, the, in the mix, and they don't follow them right when they're getting ready to go home or right when they hit a deadline like they're about to now. Our provision says if you find yourself standing in the dock... If you find yourself charged, being hounded by a bureaucrat, when you're before the judge, you can say, hey, they didn't pass this bill correctly. They didn't follow the One Subject at a Time Act. They didn't follow the Read the Bills Act. And the judge will kick the case out with impunity, meaning they cannot bring those charges back up against you. It's all over. So if they want to waste their time passing large omnibus bills that nobody has to obey, let them. But the Republicans in the Senate and in the House of Representatives are resisting this. Uh, I remember the Blaine Ludemeyer deal uh, where we sent him uh, the information and he rejected it out of hand. 
not only rejected it, he actually declared it unconstitutional. He said that the One Subject at a Time Act was unconstitutional. But it's not. Um, no, it's... <laughs> yeah, take it up with Tom Jefferson, right? Um, we do have uh, a handful, uh, nearly a dozen representatives that have uh, co-sponsored this bill in the House. And uh, you can find out more about this bill, at, again, at downsizedc.org. Uh, we do not have a House sponsor for the Read the Bills Act at this time. We have in the past, but we don't pre at present. Uh, they're very scared about this read, read aloud provision. This, this read aloud provision terrifies them. Uh, the, uh, um, in the Senate, we do have a sponsor for both of these bills. You will not be surprised who it is. Rand Paul. Yep. See, if they were sincere, if they were real, they would get on board with this. But they're, they're not sincere. They're not real. They don't want to do anything. And I'm not even sure when we get those co-sponsors, how many of them really believe it or they're just, you know, getting on board, knowing it won't pass so they can look like they're fiscal conservatives. I'm sure Jerry, some... what are we supposed to do? I mean, after all, you, you want to elect Democrats to do it instead? I don't understand what your point is. Yeah. I guess you... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is, this is what we get. These are the responses we get. People don't actually want to step up. No, they don't. Because at, at Downsize DC, we made this extremely easy. And uh, I want to congratulate your audience so far is the one that's been the most responsive uh, to this plea. But, you know, we're talking, you know, a couple dozen. We're not talking hundreds. We need 300 people in blaine Lutkemeyer's district and the other districts in the, that, you're, uh, that this broadcast is going out to. We, we just need 300 people who will commit that once there are 300 of them, they will join a wave that includes three, five, six people at a time who, chooses, who has a spokesman who will speak for them, uh, and they can choose that when they go, to the congressional office itself and say, we want this wave after wave after wave after wave until the office relents. And I, I, I think it's a great idea, uh, but if you have, <clears throat> if you have voters who are uh, no more committed uh, than the people they elect, it isn't going to happen. I want more people to get on board and do this. Jim, I'm up against the clock. Got to take a quick break. Yep. Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. It's 9.54, and at 10.05, we're going to have Dr. Aaron Hedlund on the program. Uh, he is the chief economist over at the Show Me Institute. He's going to break down the inflation data, uh, what it means uh, for uh, chances of a soft landing uh, or a recession in 2023. Uh, he'll also chat about the Fed rate hike. Uh, and what that indicates, that's all coming up about 10 minutes from now. Uh, and then uh, don't forget, we've got uh, Jim Babka coming. Well, Jim Babka is on with us. Dave Rowland will be with us in the final hour of the program uh, at about 11.15. He's got some interesting cases that he is going to chat about. In the meantime, uh, Jim and I are talking about the insincerity of Republicans and how many people just gullibly vote for them thinking that they're the, they're the better choice, that somehow things are going to be different. Um, and, and it's frustrating, especially when I think that Republicans have had the House, the Senate, and the White House could have easily passed some of this. Could have and, repealed Obamacare, too. Yeah, and didn't do it. Didn't do it. Didn't even come close. Didn't even come close. Uh, uh, let's see. Gray Sarkey sounds like some of them readers. We don't... Oh, it's Grace Sarkey Jr. samples. What a clown. Uh, just kidding. Uh, hi, Gary and Brian. Please ask Jim Babka if he's discussed getting his downsized D.C. amendments into a contract with America 2 agreement. 
Newt Gingrich or any other senior Republican leadership for 2024 Republican candidates. There's an interesting tact. What do you think? You think they would um, listen to you? At the, at the present time, no. No, I don't think so. Um, I think they really need pressure from, from the people. This is not, this is not, you know, Jim's not doing enough. That's not going to fly here. Um, this is that people need to want to change. Like lots of those people are going to need to want to take a small action instead of talk about it. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, you've got to be a, a principled voter to get a principled candidate. We get the government we deserve good and hard. <laughs> good and hard. I wonder what that reference is. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it is, it is uh, problematic. Uh, very quickly, because uh, I only have a couple of minutes left, uh, Ron DeSantis, what is your take on DeSantis, and in, in particular, uh, his deal with Disney? Oh my gosh, I think that was a, that was a, a very unprincipled act, uh, designed to score uh, political points. Uh, it worked. He scored the political points because most, again, most people in the Republican Party aren't even for small government. When it turns out that their ox is getting gored or they feel offended by something, they enjoy the delicious tears of, of the left. And so they wanted to make the left squeal. They wanted to score culture war points. And so they violated principles of small government, of, uh, of uh, privatization, of free markets, of uh, market-based act activity, uh, they they stepped in and they said, "Hey, you know this this is a special privilege that this comp that this company's enjoying." They completely recast it, and uh, you know the, the, I, I can't say the left is any better because all of a sudden they start out extolling the virtues of smaller government, limited government, of of uh, market-based uh, management, of privatization. Uh, they started extolling it because it was all about the points. It's all about defeating the other side. It has nothing to do with actually accomplishing the principles. So I think it was a, a cheap shot, uh, and I think it backfired. I think he lost voters. Uh, I think there's some people that were bothered by it. I don't think there were many people. Uh, he, getting the, he personally net gained considerably because most of the people that support him aren't really principled. They just want to make the other side cry. Interesting take. Uh, uh, we'll see how that uh, all pans out, because I do think he is going to be the nominee of the Republican Party. I'm, I'm absolutely convinced he's going to throw his hat in the ring. Yes. Uh, his uh, campaign people are still on the payroll. Uh, they haven't left. He's written a book, which is something that almost every candidate ex except me does uh, before yeah, they run for it. He's almost certainly going to run, and I think he has a real good chance of winning, but we have to see what his performance is like. My understanding is that he's not really good at the glad-handing aspect of this uh, enterprise. And that could actually turn out to be an Achilles heel. We have to see how he, you know, he doesn't go through the process yet. But he should be the front-runner. Yep. Uh, we'll see how it unfolds. Jim Babka, Grace Arkey, uh, on YouTube. Or just look him up, Jim Babka, B-A-B-K-A. Jim, thank Pandora you. Pandora and Spotify now, too. So You're, uh, you're where? Pandora, Spotify, iHeart. We're in several places now. Stitcher. Wow, you're yep. really spreading yourself out. Yep. That so sounded dirty, too, but whatever they want. Uh, there you go. All right, Jim, thank you for being with us. Dr. Aaron Hedlund is next chief economist at the Show Me Institute. Inflation data, interest rate, what's it all mean? That's next. This is The Gary Nolan Show.